From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 30th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we run through Bolsonaro's return. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we run through the 20th anniversary of the war in Iraq. But first, let's have a look at why Bolsonaro is returning to Brazil. Bolsonaro is back. The former Brazilian president has returned to Brazil, having left the country during the final days of his term and spending three months in the United States. The far-right politician broke with precedent in January when he chose not to attend the inauguration of his successor and leftist rival Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, known just as Lula. Today, Bolsonaro flew into the capital Brasilia on the 7.10am flight out of Orlando, Florida, where he'd been laying low since the end of December. It's a potentially risky move for Bolsonaro, as he's the subject of a number of legal probes. Authorities are notably looking into the alleged role he played in the storming of the Supreme Court, Presidential Palace and Congress in January by a mob of his supporters. The incident on January the 8th was a failed bid to get the military to step in and oust Lula from the presidency and came after weeks of protest by Bolsonaro supporters across the country who echoed his unsubstantiated claims of electoral fraud. Another investigation that could cause him difficulty is one into allegations that he tried to illegally import and keep millions of dollars worth of jewellery gifted by Saudi Arabia. He's denied any irregularities. He also faces more than a dozen cases in front of the Superior Electoral Tribunal, which could bar him from running for office for eight years. So what now for Bolsonaro? Well, his return to Brazil means the end of his brief time as a Florida man, where he was staying in the home of an MMA fighter and was occasionally spotted walking around a public supermarket and eating KFC. Ahead of his return, Bolsonaro told reporters that he plans to travel Brazil doing politics and upholding the banner of conservatism. However, he says that he is not going to lead any opposition. He will take up a new job as the honorary president of his Liberal Party, which will bring him in around $8,000 a month. He says he hopes to help the party with whatever they wish as an experienced person. Bolsonaro's return could cause quite a bit of a headache for President Lula. A political analyst at the Getilo Vargas Foundation said, We've had five months of basically dismantled opposition. Now Bolsonaro's return to Brazil looks set to unite the right. That could make a big difference. Lula will have to govern with a united opposition. It also poses a security challenge. Brasilia's public safety chief urged Bolsonaro supporters not to come to disrupt the airport and said the ex-president would use a separate entrance and would be escorted by federal police agents. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. It's been reported this morning by Russia's top security agency that a Wall Street journalist has been arrested on espionage charges. Evan Gershkovich is currently facing a 20-year prison sentence after allegedly collecting classified information. 
Specifically, the Federal Security Service, or FSB, alleged that he was collecting classified information about the activities of one of the enterprises of the Russian military-industrial complex. They claimed that he was doing this on the orders of the US. The FSB does also admit, though, that Gershkovich has accreditation from the Russian Foreign Ministry to work as a journalist. In his work at the Wall Street Journal, he covers Russia and Ukraine as a correspondent in their Moscow bureau. His most recent report was published earlier this week and was focused on the Russian economic slowdown in the wake of Western sanctions. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Two US Army Black Hawk helicopters collided in a training mission over Kentucky this morning. Right now, the status of the crew members is unknown, and it's unclear how many people were on board the aircrafts. The governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, has said that deaths are unfortunately expected, and that police and emergency management are responding. It's not currently known what caused the crash. Nondis Thurman, an army spokesperson, said that the command is currently focused on caring for the service members and their families. A French woman has been arrested and will stand trial in June after she described President Emmanuel Macron as garbage on Facebook. The woman, in her 50s, named in the papers just as Valerie, had previously been a supporter of the Yellow Vest movement that rocked Macron's first term. She posted last week on Facebook that the garbage, or trash, is going to address you at 1pm. Macron was due to give a televised interview at 1pm the next day amid widespread unrest over his pension reforms. Valérie is accused of contempt of a person holding public authority and, according to France 24, could theoretically face a fine of up to €12,000. The investigation was opened after a local sub-prefecture's administrative office filed a complaint. Valérie told Lavoie de Nord newspaper that they wanted to try and make an example out of her. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss a new device that can help with type 1 diabetes. A new sugar-powered teabag-like implant has been shown to manage insulin levels for diabetics. The device is implanted beneath the skin and is powered by excess glucose in the blood, powering it to then release any required insulin when it's triggered to do so. Martin Fusenegger from the Department for Biosystem Science and Engineering at ETH Zurich has said about this that it autonomously regulates insulin and glucose levels and could be used to treat diabetes in the future. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the 20th anniversary of the war in Iraq, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.